Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you're so beautiful. Yeah, because we have him early in the morning. We wake up to him. And the things he has done, the things he's doing, uh, many mornings is things he's showing us. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that we have a connection with Almighty God like that through his son, Jesus. And that was Mr. Keith Green this morning. Lord, you're beautiful. Yeah. He has made beautiful things and show us beautiful things. And he has done beautiful things for us. And he's still doing it. And he will continue. He's that same God that he was yesterday. He's that way today. And he will be that way forevermore. He changes not. Yeah, he loved me yesterday. He loved me today. <laughs> if he blessed me to wake up tomorrow, he'll love me tomorrow. Yeah. Great God, great God. Today we're going to um, take a listen to a message by Bishop Noah Jones. And his title is Get Up, It's Over. And he's talking about some really, really interesting things this morning that has truly happened to believers. And many times we do these things, guilt, uh, Many times we judge others by what we don't do. Yeah. Oh, how can they do that? Yeah. We 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 you know, we, we judge people. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't do that. He's gonna talk about some things you didn't even do when you was in the world before you come to Jesus. Some things you just wouldn't do. Yeah, I just would not shoot drugs. I just would not prostitute on on a street. <laughs> that just wasn't me. But it made me no better than nobody else. And when I come to God, I couldn't come to him with my nose up in the air after he saved me. After I asked him to come into my heart and live forever, I couldn't look back at the church. And, you know, oh, I remember they was this and they was that. No, that that's not my job. That's not what I'm cut to be. He said, whosoever we are, let them come. And in their coming, we don't punish them because of who they were and we're no longer who we were. We're different now. we new creatures in Christ. And we've been taught this many times from the church. we new creatures in Christ. So, you know, now we got the, the, the approval. Uh, we got the power to cast down others. No, that's not what we do. We build them up. We lift them up. James taught me this. He he taught me that the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. Whatever my weaker brothers and sisters are going through, I stand to make them stronger by encouraging them. So many people have told me things about themselves. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. And look here, I explained it to her. I said, nope, nope, that's not what that is. They're like, huh? I'm like, nope. It's this, this, and this. And many times they'll think for a while, you know, they won't agree right away, but then as the conversation, they'll come back and say, you know what, Barbara, what you told me, this, 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 that is true. I never looked at it like that before because we're quick to put ourselves down. Yeah. 
and we're quick to judge ourselves off of what other people are doing. But what I learned is this. He made me individual. I wasn't born with anybody else. And what he had for me is for me. What I've gone through is not for everybody. In the way that I went through, oh, you got many people went to prison. You got many people lost their children, uh, got a divorce, you know, had a bad marriage. But it wasn't the same. We didn't go through it the same. Uh Uh-uh. So we got to look at us and where and when and who we can encourage. This is what we're doing. Because you're going to draw them back to God if they're outside, if they're backsliders, if they have shortcomings, if they're doing wrong. In loving kindness have I drawn thee. That's how I come to him. He drew me in loving kindness. In my bedroom, the day I accepted him, he didn't beat me up and said, you're going to accept me now? And what you going to do? You want some more of this right here? No, that's not the way he did. <laughs> yeah. He eased in there. Smooth. And somebody told me he's such a gentleman. I said, all right, now, go ahead and explain it. Because he don't force anything on us, and he don't want us to force things on people. Now, a lot of times you hear me speaking, and it sounds like I'm fussing. I was a mother of eight children. And it's many times what mothers do. They fuss a little bit because they love you, and they want you to get it right. They don't want you to have no problems because you was ignorant in this area, or area where she could educate you, and your life could be better. Yes, yes. And so the love of God will cause us to be a blessing to others, not beat people up, not shoot them down. I've said things and people say, you think that about me? I said, no, that that had nothing to do with you. You see, we quick on the guilt. We quick on the guilt. But if the son has set you free, you're free indeed. You may have some shortcomings. You may fall by the wayside. But you don't have to stay there. We get up because that's over. Hallelujah. And we move it on in Jesus. I, I used to tell my kids, they, they, they were adults like they are now, but, you know, they were younger, young adults. But I used to tell them, I said, hey, I am through with that, and I'm moving on in Jesus. I wish you could have saw their face. What? You see? Yeah. I'm through with that episode, and I'm moving on in Jesus. Now, if you want to stay there, stay there. But I've moved past that. Yeah. I got up, and I'm going on. I'm over it. Yeah. I know some people, they hold on to things so long. Ooh, they hold on to it. They live in their past, and everything is about what happened in their past. Now, everything is not about what happened in my past. You hear me talk about the prison days. I went to Alaska. I did this. Those are testimonies. That's not where I'm living. I'm living in 2023. Yeah. I'm living where COVID is still out there. It ain't going nowhere. I'm living where people are killing their parents. I'm living in the same era where people just killing the police. They're walking to school and just shoot it all up and shoot the children up, the teachers and anybody in the way. Yeah, I'm not back there in 1990, 88. No, I'm over that. 
I'm over it now, over it now. Yeah, I've moved on. My past is for testimony. And for me to look back and see where God brought me from, <clears throat> excuse me, so that I don't think <clears throat> that I'm more than I should think of myself. So that I don't think that he made me a new creature. Now I got the magic wand to cast down everybody else. Yeah, I don't have to associate with them because I'm better than now that, that that's not it right there. For God is love again this morning. And because he's love, we want to love others. And you can't love people and beat them up. You, 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 you can't love people and do them wrong. That won't work. I, I, I struggle with a lot of things because I'm, I'm juggling a lot of books. I got to be here and do that. I got to do this and do that for this person. I want to encourage this person over here. Not everybody's in the same place on the same level. I got to do a tiny bit of traveling. You know, I got to go to the prison. It's some things. And a lot of people say, well, she just ignored me. No, I'm not ignoring you. I'm really and truly busy being a blessing and encouraging Others, I'm doing the will of him that sent me. I was so widespread, I got sick over the foolishness. And the reason I say the foolishness is because it was my foolishness. Yeah, I just didn't want nobody to think that they couldn't, you know, get help if they needed me to help them with something. But the Lord drew it in back to a place where I can Obey him, be blessed, and not get sick of it. Yeah. So, look, we're going to take a listen to uh, Bishop Noah Jones this morning. It's a wonderful, wonderful message. He had me repenting over here. Yeah, I heard it this morning, and I began to repent. Because whenever we hear something, and it can point to us and, and, and find us not in that place, it's right then and there, it's time to repent. And that's God to strengthen you, and Lord, help me to remember. Because, see, we human, and humans forget. But just remind me, remind me, dear Lord, so I can walk up right before you, so I can have a clean heart and a renewed spirit, hallelujah, that you have given me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Because we want to do what's right in the sight of God. In the sight of our brothers and sisters in Christ, we want to do what's right. Yeah. So we're thankful unto him for a week, another week ended. Yeah. Today is Friday, April the 28th, 2023. He brought us through another week. And we're headed into the weekend, and we're grateful unto him. Thankful, appreciative unto him for bringing us through this week. And it looked like the week just, boom, just went by so fast. And, and I want to share this. A lot of things that uh, I'm not supposed to have until much later. Do you know God released it to me early? <laughs> My goodness, look at this. 
Yeah, he releases it to me so early sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe, yeah, I got to stop myself and wait. Touch nothing, just wait. Yeah, because he's an on-time God. He know what we need before we ask. He already know. He know you don't have money. He know you don't have enough food. He know you need gas in your car and the gas prices went up again. He know you got bills to pay. He know you got to live. You need hot and cold running water. You need electricity in your house so you can see, so you can refrigerated to keep cold and your air conditioning or your fans work. Whatever you need, you want to make sure you have it and he will supply it. But we want to stay focused in his word and focused on him. When things come up, we don't want to jump quick to our own understanding. We want to acknowledge him. I don't care what it is. Lord, I, I, I got to call it and shot my son. I'm praying. I'm going to him for everything. Lord, I, 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 I only have $50 to buy $50 worth of groceries this week, but Lord, I need you to multiply. We don't try to figure it out. He already worked it out. Now, I write my bills down so I can remember what's due and when it's due. But I'm not writing them down to figure it out because it'll drive me batty. I can't figure it out. Because the money don't add up. He multiplies. Hey, glory. He multiplies. If I added it all up and try to figure out what it, it won't, it, it'll be too short. I don't have enough. But he multiplies and blesses me. And I'm grateful unto him. So this morning, we want to get up. Whatever we walling in. Whatever we didn't keep going on, man, man, Lord, have mercy, Jesus, this, 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 all the way from our past. I don't care if it's a sin. I don't care if it's a wrongdoing. Get up. It's over. And mean it. I let nothing separate me from the love of God. I, I can't let my past dictate what's happening in my present. I refuse to let it dictate what happened in my future. The only way the path can be with me is I want to testify of the goodness of God for how he brought me out of an ugly past, a bad past, some bad places, some bad things, some bad doings, some evil sins. I want to testify and let others know that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. He is the God he said he is. <clears throat> He's not a lying God. I want him to know if he did it for Apostle Paul, he'll do it for us. If he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll do it for us. If he did it for Daniel, when he was in the lion den, he'll do it for us today. If he forgave David for murder, a plotted murder, adultery, God will forgive us. Anything we've done, anything we're doing, if we're willing to come out of it, God will forgive us. If we ask, God will open your mouth and go to him and ask for forgiveness of these things. And Lord, don't let me be a judgmental person. The word can judge people. 
But don't let me use the word to judge. Let me use the word to inspire man to come into you. Don't let me use your word to hurt people on purpose. I had a pastor who used to love coming to the house. He come to the house on Saturday, and, and my neighbor next door, they were members of the same church, and they would be partying. And he would come back on Sunday and preach on what he saw them doing that Saturday. I'm like, what? That's not us. That's, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to encourage somebody to come up in their faith and to walk in the spirit so that they won't fulfill the lust of their flesh. Because if you're walking in the spirit, it's a great chance of you letting your flesh go so that God can live, so that God can be glorified. He can, he can arise in your life. Because the day you went to that altar and said, I do to him, he rose in you that day, whether you know it or not. He arose in you that day. But you got to get in a place where you know what his word says. You got to enter into a full relationship with him. I'm walking through the house talking to him. If people look through the window, they wouldn't see nobody, but they would see me just talking. Well, who is she talking to? I'm driving down the street. I'm talking to the Lord. I say, I thank God for Bluetooth because they think I'm on my Bluetooth talk. And I thank God that I have the speakers connected in my truck because they'll think, oh, she's holding a conversation. I am with God, not man. Yeah. And we're seeking with our whole heart. Hmm. Diligently, constantly, as often as we remember. Because this have us keeping our mind on him. Let me tell you, I <laughs> getting ready to go to sleep. You know, I, I may be watching a movie, but I feel the sleepies, as I call them, coming on me. So I turn the TV off and everything, and I'm reclined out. And I start to pray. I'm already asleep there. I feel the sleepers. So I begin to pray. When I wake up, I didn't even get through all the prayer. Guess what? He put me right out like a sleeping tear. Yes, yes, he does. Even sleeping, he blessed me. Yeah, and I'm thankful. Everything, everything that concerns me, he can do it. He can work it out. He can... Show me how to get it done. I'm just grateful unto him this morning. There's none like him. So listen, let's go to prayer. And this morning we want to pray the prayer of faith. We want to pray believing God. Not only he's hearing every word, but he's going to answer. Yeah. The prayer of faith makes us whole. It makes us better. It, it, it makes me complete. Hallelujah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I know he here. He's proven it to me. I can be sitting in that, that, at the counter in the morning talking to him. And when I come to do the show, he'll show the evidence. What I ask for, he'll show up. He heard. And he answered. 
He didn't just hear, but he answered. So I know he hear and answer prayers. So we want to pray the prayer of faith this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And whatever you're asking God for in your prayer life, I'm touching and agreeing with you that God will do it for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you this morning. Father, we come before you thanking you for waking us up, closing our right minds. Father, we have the use and activity of our limbs, life, health, strength. We're still here. We're among the living and not among the dead. Mm. And Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for this weekend. And Lord, we're believing you even in the weekend that you're going to move all weekend for us. Lord, you're even going to use us as a great witness unto you to share with others. We believe in you to talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. I bring before you this morning every caller and every listener, and we thank you for bringing us together one more time as a group to give you the first fruit of our day as a group here on Jesus in the morning. Father, we thank you for being that faithful few that come together. We thank you, Lord, thanking you that our hearts come faithfully every morning, Monday through Friday, seeking you to hear what you have to say to us, the church. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for putting Jesus in the morning together for us. We thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Woo, what you're doing right now, hallelujah, and what you're going to do. Great and mighty things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We can't make it without you. We need you this morning. And we thankful that you supply need according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you this morning that every opportunity we need, every door open we need, every window open we need, every job, every house, every whatever we need, every spiritual move, every word that we need out of your word, you supply. We thank you this morning. Can't thank you enough. Hey, glory to his majesty. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you this morning. Thank you for being good to us. We thank you for your faithfulness unto us. Lord, if we leave and we forget to pray and we don't have our mind on you, you're yet faithful. You never leave. You're right there waiting when we come back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. And Father, I bring your people before you. Every caller, every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcasts, Father, I ask this morning that you would bless in a mighty way. Meet the needs. Meet the wants. God, bless them with the wants. Father, remind them of your love for them and what you've done for all of us. Remind them this morning they have not because they ask not. And especially spiritual things. Because, Father, I know that you're a spiritual God. Hey, thank you. And the way that you move is spiritual. Hallelujah. 
and I must continue to be a spiritual person. Move this morning for your people. Open up their wisdom, their knowledge. Give understanding. You said in all I get, get understanding, Father. We want to know your will. We want to know your way. And Father, we want to obey you every day, all day. We want to be 100% sold out unto you. Teach us how to bring our flesh under subjection so you can live, so our lights can shine, to show others the way to you. In the name of Jesus, help us this morning to be your people because you are our God. If we will honor you and accept you and believe you, you are our God. And we thank you this morning. Father, we ask that you would bless those that are sick here this morning, touch and heal. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. You took a beating for the healing of the nations. There's yet healing in the hymn of your garment. Hallelujah. We're pressing in this morning to you for healing. In the name of Jesus, you know what's wrong with each of us. Fix our hearts. Regulate our minds today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we bring those that are incarcerated those that are in every branch of the military and the administration of our military, oh God. Mm. Mm. We bring widows and bereaved families, intercessors and prayer people. Israel and Jerusalem preachers everywhere preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father, we bring all our brothers and sisters from overseas before you this morning. And, Lord, we ask that they would come up as a memorial before you and that you would reward them in the name of Jesus. Lucia, protecting angels to shield and protect, keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Do it for your glory this morning in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless America and the leadership. Continue to have mercy this morning. And, Father, we... Bring the elderly before you this morning because, Lord, so many things are against us because we forget them. A lot of things, many elderly people didn't take the opportunity to, to understand or to try to understand because many thought the world was going to continue as it was. Nothing was going to change in the way that it changed. But, Lord, your word spoke of all of these things. And some didn't remember, but help them today. Many of their children have walked off and left them. They don't have no one, God. And Lord, I ask that you would send someone who's going to treat them right and be honest with them and do what's honest by them. In the name of Jesus, help this morning. Father, bless children everywhere. Your word says, suffer the children to come unto me and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom, your kingdom. 
Move today by your spirit here. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. It's yours today, Father. Again, bless your people. Let your words sink into their hearts. Let them hide it that they may not sin against you. And Lord, not only that, but when situations arise, your word will come up. That they can remember your word and know that everything is yet going to be all right in the name of Jesus. Show your people your love as never before, God, in the name of Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters everywhere. Those that are struggling, those that are striving, God, have mercy this morning and bless, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Father, where we are strong, let us bear the infirmities of the weak. And let us not cast them down. Let us not judge them. And, you know, look at them funny so they know that we don't approve. Because, Father, you love them. You made them for your pleasure. And they may be struggling, but you are able to see them through. And, Lord, nothing go on that you don't allow. And today we accept what you allow, Almighty God, Jehovah. We accept what you allow today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and all the praise for you alone are worthy. Lord, we worship you today in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Can't say thank you enough. Bless your people financially. Let the world see the God that you truly are. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I can see some things happening. And, and I thank him this morning because without him, we can do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing we can do without Almighty God. Yeah. I got my A's in my ear, Louis, and they itch a little bit every night did I. I have to pull it out just a little bit and shake my ear. <laughs> ah, yeah. So we thankful. We thankful unto him. He supply the need. Give us what we need. Yeah, you know, and, and as you're getting older, there are some things that you need that you uh, have never needed before. And you, you're thinking to yourself, what? Hearing aids. I, I, I can hear. I don't need no aid in my hearing. <laughs> and the hearing doctor said, yeah, you can hear, but you're not hearing clear. So we need to try these. We, we need to see if these will help you. And they really have. They really have. And so I'm grateful uh, unto him this morning. Good morning to you. I think I'm going to pronounce it D.L. Coates, 86. God bless you this morning. Thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, I'll be in and do a little greeting in a minute. But we're moving on. I'm going to the uh, next song of the morning, and this is a request right here. So we're going to this. You know, sometimes in life, situations are going to occur where you may look to the left or the right and you can't find any answers and you can't find anybody to help you. 
But I'm reminded of the word that says, They that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Come on. You got to learn how to wait. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. Oh, you Lord. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you long. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I'm going to wait on you. I know you're coming out the wild So I don't even mind No I'll wait on you, Lord
Hallelujah. I like that little number myself. I don't mind waiting on the Lord because, see, what happens is this. When he shows up, my goodness, from Zion. Ooh, you're talking about happy. You're talking about joy and peace and gladness. And knowing you got what you need, knowing you got what you want, knowing that nobody can take it from you. It won't cause you to cry. It won't cause you to give up. No, because we know it comes from the Lord. I waited patiently on God. And he came and delivered what I needed. And I'm grateful unto him this morning. I thank him this morning. I love him. I love him. I can't help myself. He's been too good to me. And when I tell you faithful, oh my goodness, you won't find another God or, or nowhere, nobody, nothing as faithful as Almighty God. He is faithful. I love it. <laughs> I'm faithful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grateful, grateful, grateful. I kind of got off my, off my, my path here uh, of what I was going to do. I got excited too quick, too fast, too furious. <laughs> I got too furious in the thing. Thinking of the goodness of it. The songwriter said, when I think on the goodness of the Lord and all he's done for me, my soul cries hallelujah. They said that's the highest praise. I thank God for saving me. Yeah, I look at that thing some days and I look back when I wasn't saved and walking up right before him. I can't compare the two because this new and improved barber that he made it's a great thing he made. He made me over. Gave me a new heart, a new mind. Oh, yeah. New look, new walk, new talk, new way of thinking. I'm so grateful unto him. I don't have to talk the way I used to with the dirty cussing. Yeah, I don't have to do that anymore. Because, see, whom the son set free is free indeed. I've been set free. I can obey my father. My heavenly father. See, when I was in the world, I had an a, a evil daddy, the devil. And my flesh obeyed the devil. That's true. It obeyed. Many days I'm thinking it's me and the devil speaking. And I believe and do what he says. Yeah. But I no longer have to give in to evil. I can give in to it. It's my choice because God won't fight you. But I don't have to. I don't have to drink Budweiser. I don't have to drink Crown Royal. I don't have to take totes of weed. I don't have to do that. If I did that, that would just be the choice that I chose, but I don't have to. And I don't. Why? Any man being Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Hey, and all things have become new. Oh, yeah, yeah. He make you over, make you brand new. And if you mess up along the way, if you fall short and you find yourself, you don't sin. If you get up with a sincere heart and repent to him, he'll forgive you. Wipe your slate clean. Make you brand new like you never did nothing again. Because see, in the beginning, when we come to him, we were born again. And every time we repent and come back, he 
Wipe that slate clean. Make us brand new. He don't even remember what you done. Yeah, he put it in the sea of forgetfulness. He put it as high as the east is from the west. We knew people. I can be driving down the street and think of something I said or something I thought wrong and I can repent right there. And I said, Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. And I begin to praise him. I feel like I'm new <laughs> because I believe. That's what I believe. Hallelujah. Oh, amen goes right there this morning. All right, we're going to get um, Bishop Noah Jones. I have one more request and you know, sometimes people nudge and come on, let me hear my song. Come on, let me hear my song now. And so they nudge it, and uh, I'm trying to hold back to later on. But uh, we go into this one this morning. And a uh, matter of fact, did I see Pastor David? I think I saw him somewhere on here. Yeah, I think I see Pastor David. All right, Pastor David, I am going to dedicate this one to you this morning. Hallelujah. It's, it, it's me, you, and Sion's song. Because I know if she come on, she's going to be jumping and kicking around at a desk and all of that. Cause she, and then I hear say, come on, J-Balls, come on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to dedicate this one to you this morning. Y'all going to take Jay a minute to warm up now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless Yo, you. Yo, peace. Stay ready. It's the new swag, baby. Woke up this morning and I told myself, not to worry about what I cannot help. People dying innocently, hate is spreading rapidly. I'm not talking apathy, but some things God's got. Confidence, God's got it. Whoa. 
I know God's got it. Oh yeah, Mr. J. Moss this morning. And uh, I'm so grateful he does because he's on our side today in spite of us. He looks beyond fault and yet meet our needs. So he's got it. Jay said he ain't going to worry about the money in the bank. Yeah, because it, 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 it's not adding up to all we need, you see. He ain't going to worry about that because God's got it. He ain't going to worry about putting gas in the tank of his truck or car because they don't went up on gas prices. God got it. He a supplier of needs. He's our shepherd. He supply wants. I'm a living witness. I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you what he did. He supplied my needs according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. Look what he did. He come back and he gave me what I wanted. I told him what I wanted. I asked him for it and he gave it to me. And he didn't just stop there in 2016, 2015, 2014, 13. Now, he didn't just stop there. He kept it moving. 17 come up. And the enemy wanted me to think that I was going to have some struggles, you know. Oh, you done gave up the, the, the cafe. You, 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 you done gave up uh, this and that. You, you, you're not going to have this. One thing I knew not to give up, and that was the work. I did not give up Jesus in the morning. I can tell you that. Yet came faithfully every morning. Struggling, going through. Uh, at one point, I didn't see where I was going to be able to meet the truck. Nope. I went on out in the garage and said, Lord, can you go ahead and give me that truck payment? Because in a minute, they're going to be calling me about it. They're looking for the payment. I said, Lord, go, go ahead and uh, give me the payment. <laughs> and he did. He did it several times. And then he just raised up a budget just for the truck. Gave me income just to pay that truck. And then the budget, he increased it. He would increase it and increase it and increase it. I was like, look at this. Look at this. Because he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not just with stuff and things, but he'll give you an understanding of his word and how to apply it to your everyday life. How his word will work for you. Again, I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you from experience. Yeah, I look back and day and all I can do is lift my hand and tell him thank you. Because I'm in 2023 and he yet doing great and mighty things. Yeah, great. And I look at the, the bill list. I told it don't add up to the money now. I, if you look at the bills, it's more bills than money. But yet he meets the need of everyone. But look at this. I look at it and I say, you know, I used to didn't have this. I used to couldn't afford this. I, I, I used to didn't have this because my credit wouldn't approve me for it. And look at it today. I've come a long, long way since God is on my side. Huh? I've come a long ways because he's on my side. He's for me today. And his word says, if he be for me, he's more than the whole world against us. I just love that testifying. I, I just have to talk 
of his wondrous works because I'm going to make known his deeds among the people. I want you to be blessed. I don't want you to be depressed. I'm having anxiety over what? He saved you. Great is he that lives within you than he that is in the world. You have to believe this and call on the name of Jesus. Ask God to touch your body and heal it. Touch your mind and heal it. Yeah. Because I'm like, anxiety, the scripture said, be anxious for nothing. What, what's going on? Depressed? No, I'm going to have to get up out of that, Lord. I, I, I don't want to be down. I'm an upbeat person. And even if you notice, a lot of the music people request is upbeat. Yeah. I'm not one that's down and, and in the dooms and the looms and the blues. And, no, that's not bothering. You woke me up this morning, closed in my right mind. I'm still set free. I can have whatever I want. I have not because I ask not. I work unto him. Yeah, I got to take a little trip in the morning. I'm going out of town in the morning. <laughs> I'll let y'all know when I come back on Monday. I can't tell the good secrets right now. But I'm going to look at something. And uh, I'll tell all about it. When I come back on Monday, I, 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 I want to tell you so bad. I was asking this morning, Lord, can I tell them? Nope, nope, nope. So when I come back, I'll, I'll tell y'all where I went. And it's yet concerning Jesus in the morning. It's yet concerning Freedom Doors Ministries. And uh, Freedom Doors is not like your traditional ministry or church. Uh-uh. It's totally different. Yeah, I come to do the will of him that sent me. So I have to go in some places there yeah, where most would be scared, you know, but I, I, I just don't have that kind of mentality yet because the Lord has blessed me. And I know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, death I don't have to fear evil because he's with me. All his rod and staff, they comfort me. He has prepared table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anoint my head with oil. Hallelujah, right now my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I can't never leave him. Mm -mm. I won't never leave Jesus. I, I can't do it because I can't function without him. I can't make it without him. I have to ask him, Lord, what to wear. I don't even know what to wear. He'll put the outfit together. I get so many compliments. When he put it together, oh, that's a nice outfit. Oh, that was made just for you. I'd be like, oh, what a beautiful color. Yeah, he put it together. He do all of this for us. It's nothing he won't do. But we must allow him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, let's go in and take a listen to, uh, I was supposed to go to one more song. Okay, it's 8 o'clock. All right, we, we have a few minutes. Let, let me play this one, and as soon as we come back, we're going right in with Bishop Noel Jones, as soon as we come back from the song. I'm glad I don't look I like love it. what I I've love been it. through. All right? <laughs> look at somebody and say, I'm glad I don't look like don't what I've it. been through. Yeah, no, you listen it. to the wrong person. Grab the person behind you and tell them, say, hey, you. I'm glad. Well, I'm 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com is not on the outside. Sometimes the hindrance is inside. And fighting certain things that we ought to get over. I want you to notice, uh, just to reiterate the story quickly, David, of course, did what he did with Bathsheba and Uriah. And he had it secret, so the Lord told on him. Now the saints told me the Lord won't tell. I'll tell it to Jesus and he won't tell. Uh, <laughs> but the Lord uh, told Nathan. So the Lord did tell on David this time. And Nathan came to him and treated him with the respect that was due him, but gave him a little story about two men in one city. One was rich, the other poor. And of course, the poor man had a visitor, and the rich man the rich man had a visitor, and instead of using his own flock, he took the poor man's one ewe lamb. And David responds in verse 5, the scripture said, And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing, shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, hmm. I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord? To do evil in his sight, thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Amnon. And of course the Lord then spoke punishment upon the house of David. And David responds in 13, and he says unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. How be it because of this deed thou hast given? Great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. 
And then Nathan left. Isn't that sort of sad? Last thing he said as he walked out the door. Now I want you to notice 15. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. And therefore David, of course, besought God for the child, and David fasted, went and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. The servants of the David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? And when David saw that his servant whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, washed, anointed himself, changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house. And when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst pass and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, Thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. I want you to notice 24, incidentally, just just in passing, just in passing, and compare it to 15. 15 says, Nathan departed into his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David. 424 says, and David comforted Bathsheba his wife. I thought that was interesting. And went in unto her and lay with her, and she bare his son and called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. Look at somebody and say, get up. It's over. <sighs> I wrestled with this. Because I figured in a conference such as this, we have heard enough of the lofty things of God and the philosophical and the significantly deep things of God that somehow to get personal can be a problem. Get personal. I notice one of the things that God has done in his word is that he has proven to us that he can deal with sin. I see I'm going to have to work hard tonight. 
it is it is it is it is significant because oftentimes if you were raised in the atmosphere that I was raised in you would have difficulty being in the house of God dealing with not being perfect even as you sojourn in a place of this magnitude and enjoy the grandiloquent presentation of God in various aspects you still have to deal with who you are and oftentimes we we act as if God does not know how to deal with folk messing up it's interesting because we have to wear so many faces within the parameters of the ministries that we are a part of because none of us ever want anybody to think that we could be struggling with anything at all. I noted that a sinner goes through Calvary and becomes a saint. But immediately after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he goes into intercession. And it strikes me as difficult to see the next step is moving from Calvary to intercession. Well, certainly he died for the sinner who through Calvary became a saint. But then he moves to intercession for those who have come through Calvary to indicate that maybe those folks who come through Calvary into the church might need somebody to help them to get from the church to glory. <sighs> Nobody steps from natural to spiritual without going through carnal. Uh, oftentimes, even in, in, in ministries, we feel like we have to explain why certain people are struggling in our churches. Because after all, my church is holy. Uh, Bishop Clarence Moore from West Virginia, he said to me, I can take my time tonight. I'm going to the mountain. I'm just going a little slow. He, he, he said to me, he said, he said, Bishop Jones, would you like to have a clean church? 
I said, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to have a clean church. That's, that's what I'm preaching for, is to have a clean church. He says, i tell you what you do Sunday. He says, put everybody out of it and, and make sure you don't go in it yourself and you will have a clean church. And I look around at so many ministries today and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to have a clean church because they're driving everybody who needs some help outside significant to understand that God knows how to deal with sin. And I don't have to explain why the homosexual trickled into my church. I don't have to explain why the fornicator or the adulterer trickled into the house of God. Because when I go to McDonald's, it's because I'm hungry. If I go to the hospital, it's because I'm sick. And if I come to church, it's because there's something in me that needs a fresh word from the Lord to help me to get over where I am. There's a yoke of conditioning that is obvious here because church people didn't get messed up the way they are overnight. I didn't get this way overnight. And even though I've been through Calvary, it takes the Spirit of God time through experiences by His choice to break the yoke of my conditioning. If you would just take a look, for instance, at, at Jacob, or, or just look at Samson, and in the text David, you will find that these men had a yoke of conditioning. There was, there, there was something that God had to break in them outside of their circumstance or their situation. Why? Because as you grow in life, first of all, we have this proclivity in the flesh. And the world that we are a part of feeds our flesh. And through our flesh, control and place things in our minds. When I come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he moves in my spirit. And he uses his word through the power of his spirit to awaken my spirit. And now there is a war between my flesh and my spirit for my mind. Now, you will notice that I have to be renewed by the transforming of my mind. Because when I came into the house of God, I didn't come in blank. I came in already with some deep-seated issues that the Holy Spirit has to work out of me. I didn't come into the house of God without having been conditioned to give in to the proclivities or the natural tendencies that Satan built on in my flesh. 
Oh, I'm looking at a group of folk who had to come into this place of God under the drawing of the power of God because you didn't get in here easily. The Lord had to suru or drag you because your conditioning was so negative that it took a cataclysmic move of God to even get you into the house of God. Sometimes just to get to church is a struggle. And folk are looking for you to dance, honey. I, just to get in here was a struggle. And you're looking at my weakness, but I know I'm saved. Because before I was saved, I wouldn't even fight about what I do. But now I know something else is working. Because even though I don't have the victory yet, I'm still fighting the best fight I can give until the victory comes. Oh, I feel God in this place. Oh, that yoke of conditioning. I am convinced that nobody can start anew until that yoke is broken. Because you can take me out of my situation, put me in another situation, but if I'm that same old person yoked to my same old junk in my mind, even though I'm not in the place, my mind is still controlled by what Satan has left in me. It is here then that the child of God must find a place in God where they understand that even though I'm not there yet, there is something in me, the Spirit of God, through the Word of God that wars against the flesh. And yes, yes, they said it would be all right. Everything's going to be all right when you come to church. I just wish somebody would have told me when. Because to this point, I'm still fighting. Oh, I feel like having church. Oh, I touch somebody say, I'm still fighting. I, I look sanctified. Oh, the yoke, the yoke, the yoke, the yoke. There is a yoke because you have been schooled in a certain way. And the thing is that Satan has moved now to give us everything that we can get before we meet God so that we will have battles like you will not believe. Now some people who never had problems with certain things are quick to judge others who are struggling with those things. But you didn't really overcome anything. It was never a problem with you even when you were in the street. Oh God, I know that's true. <laughs> some things you never did and wouldn't do. But the person beside you, little did you know, they're coming from a depth of sin that you could never comprehend. But the same God that brought you is the same God that brought them. And the power of God is going to be seen in their lives. That's why you got to learn to pray for folk instead of talking about folk. I'm going there. Just real, real can I? You know, you've got to understand then that, that that this leads me to the question of guilt, because the church is the place where guilt ought to be removed. It is not the place where we control by guilt. 
because that's what Satan does in keeping us from moving forward with the vision God has given us. He endeavors to keep us looking backwards instead of forward. And because of the issue of guilt, most of us sit in apprehension of what may happen in our lives instead of anticipation. The child of God should always anticipate and not apprehend because anticipation is my spiritual link and apprehension is my flesh link. The war then is for me to walk with God, not in apprehension, but rather in anticipation. I'm not looking for any more negatives. The negatives are behind me. But if I maintain a level of guilt because I can't get over what I've done, then I will apprehend judgment instead of anticipate deliverance. It is here that I want to pick up because it is noteworthy that the Hebrew very concept of guilt is rasha, one word, is to act wickedly. And the second meaning is to condemn as guilty. One writer says it denotes the negative behavior of evil thoughts, words and deeds, a behavior that is outside of God's character but is also hostile to the community and at the same time it betrays an inner disharmony and unrest of a person. And what he says, and I and now unquote, is that anytime I am wrestling with an evil behavior, it does not only act as an outward situation, but it moves and it messes with my harmony. Anytime I act incorrectly to the things of God, to the things of my community, it intensifies a negative attitude in myself. The next word is a shem, and it, it moves now, it centers on guilt, but it moves from the act, it moves from the punishment, and it moves into the condition of guilt that sets up in an individual. Now you have to understand that guilt is going to be there because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I cannot operate outside of God's characteristics as a child of God and not be hit with an intensive display of the inner guilt. Why? Because the Holy Ghost keeps me in line by showing me inwardly when I'm wrong. I have now got to be able to handle my wrongness in a constructive manner in order to move from that point to the next. The word is interesting because, Hashem that is, because it contrasts punishment and redemption. And it declares that Hashem can be a punishment in and of itself, not any outward action, but simply the guilt itself that is in me because of my deeds. I'm taking my time. As we go further, I'll give you another statement to that effect. Guilt then can be so overpoweringly crippling 
it distorts of my mental faculties and in one translation they say when you bear one's guilt you go mad guilt is the kind of thing that can so envelop you that you're looking for more punishment than God intends to give guilt can be so overpowering that it shuts down your faith because guilt and faith don't go together I don't care what we've been promised if I can't master dealing with my guilt to understand where and what God has done with it what's going to happen is I'm going to sit in the house of God and anticipate calamity because of past behaviors than to look for God to remove it and bless me oftentimes we go to prayer and because of my conditioning I thought as a child if I did something wrong in the holiness church that God would get me this is how I was raised the Lord's going to get you I mean I was so messed up that I thought the Lord wanted to come back and catch me wrong that's how they taught you know the Lord's coming back just as soon as you do wrong he's going to crack the skies and oh my god I was raised then on guilt I mean I was just nervous all the time I had no freedom to praise the Lord because in my mind I would think about the little 13 year old stuff that I did and immediately I was thrown into a traumatic mental madness of guilt but I'm glad I grew up to understand that anyone who hung on a cross like he did surely couldn't want to come and catch me still in sin it would seem to me if he died for me like that he would want me to at least be caught up to meet him in the sky but I was raised on guilt and it becomes so overpowering until guilt now has been described as the place where religion and psychology most often meet and they claim that there is no other topic that is equally significant to the theologian as well as to professional counselors as guilt because guilt has found its way into every psychological problem if I am depressed I am depressed because I cannot handle certain situations and when I can't handle certain situations I think something is wrong with me so instead of dealing constructively with what I'm going through I sit and judge myself negatively because I claim now that I am the reason why I am feeling this way guilt is the underscore of loneliness because now I'm alone and nobody calls and I'm sitting here now feeling like I must be no good I must be not worthy and I must be less than everybody else because I don't have anybody now it could be that I'm very special and can't nobody deal with how special I am uh, but, but guilt says 
something is wrong with you why nobody wants you struggling with marital problems and so immediately I take it on myself that I am the reason my marriage is in trouble and I'm sitting here fighting with the guilt of it and making myself sick because I have taken on the problems of my marriage and I am the reason if I wasn't so low down if I wasn't so evil if I could just be better if I just knew the answers sometimes folk just don't want you sometimes people just can't stand you sometimes folk just don't want to deal with you sometimes you feel then that guilt comes in to homosexuality and when you're struggling to keep straight and struggling to do the right thing and the thoughts come back to you and you say to yourself my god I must be sick to even think what I'm trying to get out of sometimes you were turned out as a child somebody else did it to you and you know you're in the hand of a master when you were guilty for what somebody else has done to you and then they condition you not to talk when you're in an abusive situation because they are going to use guilt to keep you from exposing what's being done to you but now you end up the recipient of negative guilt that's holding you and binding you even further can you imagine having to fight depression having to fight loneliness having to struggle with marital problems struggle with homosexuality alcoholism and even grieving for somebody that's dead and still have to deal with your guilt in other words all of my problems become more pronounced when I am dealing with feeling guilty for what I'm going through I feel God in this place somebody's going to break out of here tonight you've got to understand this if it's involved then in all of the psychological problems then my mind is overcome with my problems and intensified by the guilt I feel about myself so when I come into church not only do I have problems but I'm guilty my guilt is fighting my faith so now I'm sitting here wanting to rejoice but I feel like crying then I sit beside somebody who feels like I ought to be rejoicing and now they're going to make me feel even more guilty for sitting here I feel the spirit of God here. I did not come to church for you to judge me. Since you have so much discernment, can't you discern that maybe I need somebody? Oh God, I, I, 
guilt. Real guilt. You see, you see, you see, there's legal guilt, of course. And, and I know I, I broke the law and I, I went too fast and the police stopped me. That's legal guilt. There's social guilt where it's not always written what the law is, but, but you break sometimes an unwritten rule. You talk about somebody on the phone and the person you're talking to has the other person listening. You know, and you know, they do that to you. And, and, and then, of course, you feel real bad because you said some things you wouldn't have said if you didn't, if you knew, uh, you know how you do. And, and, and that's social guilt. And then, then there's personal guilt when, when you have made yourself some promises and you decided that I'm not going to get caught up in this circumstance again. And then you find yourself right back in it. And now you're not only sick of being in the circumstance, but now you're sick of yourself for having gotten back in the same thing you said you were trying to get out of. Oh God, so I violate my personal standards. Sometimes you can just get guilty for having dessert on your diet when you decided you weren't going to eat any more sweets after 12. And, and I'm guilty. And, and then, so, so I'm always walking around in apprehension instead of anticipation. I'm just living a life full of guilt. And then I sneak into the church of God. And I wish I could talk to somebody who understands problems without judging individuals. That's why I came to the conference. Because I hope somebody would preach a word here that would help to set me free. Oh God, I feel your presence in this house. Because I'm going out of here with no baggage. Touch somebody. Say, I'm getting ready to drop my baggage off. I'm getting ready to leave my issues right here. Because I'm going on to see about this vision God has promised me. And I can't get forward looking backwards. Oh, I got to preach this thing here. Oh, God. And of course, there's, there's theological guilt. And according to what I understand, theological guilt is actually the only true guilt. Because all this comes inside. And it leaves me uncomfortable, as Shem, with an uncomfortable feeling of regret. Now I've got remorse, I've got shame, and I've got self-condemnation. I'm not only fighting Satan, but I'm fighting myself. And if I don't get some help inside, where I'm blocking the Spirit of God, who wants to move through me and wash me of all of the mess that has accumulated in my mind. And so I need the Spirit of God to deal with the sting of the inner guilt. This discouragement, this anxiety, this, this, this sense of isolation. Because now instead of moving through with a sense of security that God is on my side, I am shrinking back now. My prayer life is coming to a close. Because I won't even speak to God because
because I don't deserve anything from God. So people are being blessed around me and I think it's because they're living so good. And, and I must not be living too good because I'm not blessed. Let me tell you something. If God were to regard iniquity, nobody would be blessed. I wish somebody to help me here tonight. God does not bless you because of how good you are. God blesses you because of your faith in him. I feel the spirit of God here. It's not how good you are because your goodness is as filthy rags. You can't brag about how good you are because God knows the stuff you never talk about. I don't want to mess with you tonight, but you know and I know and God knows. God knows the inner things that you never bring out. The things that you have kept secret and made a hypocrite out of yourself. Because there are folks around you you can't talk to and tell them you're struggling. I wish I had a church where I could walk in and folk forget what the newspaper says. And forget what the cousins and neighbors say. And walk right in and look at the preacher and holler. I need help. Do you have the power to deal with what I'm going through? Because I need somebody that knows how to pray for me. Can I preach this thing like I feel it? Shake somebody's hand and say, I may be holy, but I'm not innocent. I wish somebody would help me tonight. I want to talk to some real saints. All you stuck up folk, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to real folk. Look at your neighbor dead in the eye. Say, I'm trying to be holy, but I'm not innocent. I've been through some junk. Oh, God, that qualifies me to help somebody. I feel it in here. Mm. All right. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get a two-year-old baby to preach to you. No, not qualified. Ain't been through enough to talk to me. I need somebody that's been to hell and back. Now that's who can talk to me. I need somebody who knows what it's like to be messed up with nobody to go to. Now send them to me. I can relate to that. But I can't relate to some stuck-up folk who act like they've never done anything. I feel the spirit of God. Guilt. It possesses your mind and it holds you. It, it makes you impotent. It, it, it gives you a loss of self-esteem. And it leaves you walking through the house of God looking for punishment. The Lord's going to get you. Every time I look in my Bible, I see healings. I see deliverances. I see the power of God in the lives of folk. Can I preach it like I feel it? Sometimes I look at David, for instance, and I don't understand how people 
people can look at other people and disqualify them because of their mistakes. Oh yes, that's why you can't testify where you're coming from and what you used to be. Because people will look at you like you're still there. Ah, you can't, you, you can't, you better not tell anybody you used to be on the streets. <laughs> and you know I used to be a drug pusher. <laughs> Folk will look at you like, my, my, my. Well, look who I'm sitting beside this Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then so you're sitting there trying to act like you don't understand that woman who just came in. <laughs> with a mesh dress with no slip oh god oh you're about to die you're about to lose your mind quit playing come on you know and god knows that you understand everywhere she's been and if you would just tell the truth you would bring her out of her state into a place I feel the Spirit of God in here. It's important to understand this, that guilt. When I walked into your church, I came in burdened. I came in broken. And if I need anything in the house of God, I need some real people. I read Samuel chapter 12, but it didn't stop me from reading Psalms 23. Psalms 23 still brings tears to my eyes, even though I know the writer messed up awful bad. Every time I read Psalm 24, it still sets my soul on fire. Oh God, touch somebody and say, if God forgives me, I ain't worried about you. If God forgives me, I feel a breakthrough coming in this place. I feel God helping somebody. The ugliness of the mistake. Uh, when you look at the text then and you look at how ugly this thing is uh, who did it David uh, well who is David uh, uh, not a pimp uh, David is the psalmist he is the man who has been enveloped in the arms of God he has been raised in the power and the demonstration of God he has been enjoying the beauty of being in God's presence. You've got to understand this is a man that God anointed and a man who has had great victories with God. But you've got to remember this, that there is a yoke of conditioning that runs through the flesh of everybody sitting in this room. 95% of the time, you can be on the job full of spiritual vigor and vitality. But there's 5% of that danger time 
when your mind begins to move in old places oh God you can sit right here in the house of God with the spirit of the Lord bouncing off the wall and all of a sudden a thought a sort of flashback runs across your mind then you think it for about five or six seconds and, and then the Holy Ghost kicks in and catches the thought and then you hit yourself on the head loose your hold <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> thought it for about five minutes and when the Holy Ghost caught you then you went to rebuking the devil you can sit right in the house of God and have the wildest flashback that your mind can give oh it's not 95% of the time 95% of the time you're on the mountaintop praising the God dancing up and down the aisles but there are times in your life no matter how holy you are when you got to fight sometimes things you had the victory over try to creep back in your life sometimes people you thought you long got over call you on the phone and send shimmers through your body that's the time you know not to hang with weak folk. I wish somebody would help me here. That's the time you got to hang with folk that's holding on. And sometimes when your test is on you, you don't want to deal with no hallelujahs. You want to deal with folk that will go along with whatever you do. I wish I could preach to some real folk. Sometimes God has to mess up your plans. Or you would mess up my 95% over 5% of madness. I feel like preaching in here tonight. I feel God, this is the message, Lord. Thank you. You've got to understand this. Here is a man, and I can imagine him saying, if I had been on the job, if I had gone with my armies, I would not have been caught in this situation. If I had done what God had called me to do, I would not have been in this place. Why did I have to be on the rooftop? Don't believe the movies. Bathsheba didn't come out there to tempt him. He was tempted just because of his yoke of conditioning. 53 years old he was not a spring chicken had been through more women than most men at his time but he had a yoke that he would not let go of here he is why didn't I have the strength because David you gave in to it all the time and so now what do I do if you will notice further he now has to deal with Uriah 
And Uriah would not go home. He says to him, man, go on to the house. Go on and see your wife. I know she's over there waiting. But Uriah would not go home. Here's what got Uriah killed. He was too faithful. He was faithful to the duties that David should have been handling. And now I can hear David like the president. Why couldn't I own up to it? Why couldn't I have just said I was wrong? Because you got to deal with some folk that instead of accepting your mistakes, they'd rather you cover them and make them worse. I feel like preaching. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're not like that, are you? Uh, you're not like that, are you? I wish I had a church that no matter how weak I was, I wouldn't have to cover my sin, but I could walk in the house of God and look at somebody sitting there and say, come pray with me. I'm going through a bad time. And so what David did now is he kills Uriah because he wouldn't go home. And here now he's caught in a situation where he's trying to sit on the lid. Can you imagine? 95% of your life you have walked with God. Given him everything you know how to give. And here it is that you're threatening an eternal relationship for a one night stand. Haven't you ever been that foolish where everything you have served God for stands in the balance over one act of folly? And the sad part about it is that God will love you with the evidence when people hate you on speculation. I feel like preaching in here tonight. I feel like lifting him up. Touch your neighbor say, still hope for you. We're not throwing you away because there's still some value in you as an individual. I feel some pushing me now. Can I take it a little further? Here is David's weight because he's got to deal with Bathsheba's pain. And now we're moving into the calamity of consequence because Bathsheba's pain is now on David because he's got to live with it the rest of his life. Here is the terror of the mistake. Not only is he dealing with it, but he's got to deal with Bathsheba's pain. Let's talk about her pain. She commits adultery. She's pregnant by a man who was not her husband. She's hiding her first pregnancy and it should be special. She loses Uriah, a monogamous man who makes her a queen in his little house. She loses her first child and now she's got to spend the rest of her life with a polygamous man who makes her just another woman in the house. I feel like preaching in here. I feel like having some church. Oh, David, how can you get over this? Not 
not only have you embarrassed Israel, but the monarchy has been defiled. You have embarrassed the name of God because the name of the Lord is being blasphemed. You have brought destruction into your own family. And all of this is sitting on your head. Can I take you to that point I wanted to mention? And here is the point. The perpetrator has got to become the victim of the consequence of his own behavior. Can I say that again? Anytime God is going to bring you out, he has to make you who is the perpetrator. He's got to make you the victim of your own behavior. Then something on the inside begins to cry out to God. I feel it in here. Can I take you to point number two? And I'm getting ready to close tonight. But can we go just a little higher? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the only thing that can get this guilt off of David is a relationship with God. I got to preach it in here. The only thing that can cause him to recover from that kind of psychological dilemma is I got to know God. Because if I don't know God, I blow my brains out. Shake somebody's hand like you're going to shake it off. And say, neighbor, the only reason I'm still in church with all I've done is my relationship with God. Seven days, the child is sick, and it took the child for David to get down on his knees. There's times in your life where you got to forget folk and forget how they think. This is my soul that I'm trying to pull up here, and I'm tired of walking in the church with a face like I got it all together. I've got some abortions. I've got some feeling. I've got some bad attitudes hanging over me. And I don't care how you talk about blessing. I got to free myself from what's inside in order to walk with God. I've cheated too many times on my IRS statement for me to just have joy. My conscience is bothering me. Sometimes the Lord exposes to save. So here come Nathan pointing at David. Thou art the man. But he puts him down with the innocent child. And I feel David as he begins to write Psalms 51. For he's laying out before the Lord. Touch your neighbor. Say it ain't about your profession now. It ain't about being king now. It ain't about being pastor of the biggest church in town. It ain't about being a deacon. It ain't about being a singer. 
It's about being a friend with the God of your salvation. So I heard him when he said, I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. I can't sleep at night. I can't eat in the morning. I can't move around. I can't praise you. Because my sin is driving me crazy. But I want to know, Lord, I can't talk to you right. Because he's already dead. I can't talk to the saints. Because they want to talk about me. Looking for a reason to put me down. But against thee and against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in my sight. But Lord, remember, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin my mother did conceive me. But I do know that I am wrong. Pull on somebody. Tell them you coming out tonight. You getting ready for your blessing. You coming out. So he cried out to God. Have mercy upon me. Oh God, according to thy loving kindness, purge me with his son, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Touch your neighbor, say, I need a washing. I need a washing. I need a washing. Don't be so stuck up tonight that you won't admit it. I need a washing. I came to Dallas to get a washing. Wash me through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Then created me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew within me a right spirit cast me not away from thy presence and somebody holler take not the Holy Spirit shake somebody's hand say I still got it I've been weak but I still have the Holy Ghost restore unto me the joy like shouting. Can I preach just a minute? I know you're tired, but touch three people real quick and tell them the child is dead. It's time to get up. The child is dead. I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I preach it here? Touch somebody else. Say the child is dead. It's time to get up. The innocent child is already dead. He was nailed to the inner metatarsal space of his foot. The child is dead. He was nailed to the carpal and the radius bone. The child is dead. He had a crown of thorns on his head. He was pierced in his side. He was laid in a tomb. The child is dead. Get up and tell the devil it's over. Hallelujah. The abortion is over. You can't change 
budget. You're crying all night, but it's over. It's over. The marriage is over. He won't come back. It's over. The jail term is over. Get up. Tell the devil, I'm ready to pray. I got to praise it myself. Open your mouth and lift him up. It's over. Get out. sit here and let the devil keep me looking back when all of my life is in front of me. Oh God, the reason he wants you in your past is because you got too much future and you can't go this way. You got to turn around and tell the devil it's Get up now. When God anointed you with that gift, 
before the foundation of the world, he knew you would come to this point. The thing that's going to revive you is your relationship. Holy Spirit, just descend. Descend in this place right now. I want you to take one person by both hands. I want you to get one partner by both hands. Get somebody. It's over. From that baby's conception to that baby's birth plus seven days. But it's over. I don't want you to even act like you got to make somebody feel like you are all that. Because you don't have to do it. You don't have to write a bad check because God knows your heart when you give. And you sure don't have to state a bad prayer because God already knows your heart. That thing, that thing that has been haunting you and has diminished you until you're about to lose your mind over it. God sent me to tell you, get up. Wash yourself off. Get your best clothes on. Meet me at the house of prayer. And when you get there, open your mouth. So that I can move. It's over. You can't do a thing about it now. But I still got some blessings. I still got some anointing. I still got some territories to raise you up in. It's over. You can't redo that abortion. Oh, God. You're crying about, you're wondering in the night what the child could be. What you did, it's over. Even my show tired of my shirt. Cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us. Cleanse us. Cleanse us. You wish you weren't so terrible when you were young, but it's over. Still blaming yourself for what somebody did to you at 13. It's over. You can't be a victim all your life. It's over. It's over. Still trying to hide it. It's 15 years ago. So what if they find out? It's over. Uh, let the healing flow. Let the healing flow. Let the healing flow. Let the healing flow. Let it flow. You cry if you have to. If, if anybody ought to be benefited by your tears, it ought to be you. If anybody ought to benefit by your boo-hooing, it ought to be you. 
If anybody is ought to be you, it's over. We got some praising to do. We got some worshiping to do. We got a mission yet to do. We got some visions yet to move in. We've got a life yet to live. God has anointed you for a purpose. Get up. Get up. The nation is waiting for you. Get up. The children of Israel need a king. Get up. Get up. Don't hurt yourself. Hallelujah. 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 Hold on to that person. Hold on to that person. Hold on to that person. Hold on. You know the secret thing, Lord. You know the secret thing. Now, Lord, purge now. Purge now. Cleanse now. Oh, God. Send that anointing. Move it in these hands. Move it, move it, move it. Move it through them. Move it all over them. Move it now, Lord. Take that nightmare. I will not have another nightmare. I will not think that thought. I am free. I am delivered. It is behind me. It is over. I'm ready to walk in my vision. I'm ready to walk in my purpose. I'm ready to pick up where I left off. I've been six months, a year, ten months, seven months, years going through this, but it's over right now. In the name of Jesus, I command it done. In the name of Jesus, I command it fixed right now. Right now. I think it was in verse 15 where David said, Open your mouth. And Lord, open my mouth. Move through my lips. Let me praise you. Let me lift you up. Restore the joy of my salvation. I'm going to make it. I want you to celebrate. If you believe it's over, loose those hands. Lift up your God. Celebrate. Celebrate. shout one word. 
I want you to shout just one word from the depth of your heart. Don't say it if you haven't received it. But I want you to shout as loud as you can. Deliver.
the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their own You know He wants it all Hallelujah, thank you Jesus This is, we have a few minutes The studio is open If there's anyone who has something Close that out We have a few minutes uh, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning, press that number one and come in. And uh, your light will come on in the studio, and I'll be able to bring you right in this morning. I give glory and honor to God for the message. Yeah, get up. It's over. Yeah, I'm, I'm one. I'll I, I tell you what I share with you is from self-experience. When that oldest daughter of mine passed away, I know some people have no clue, no idea how that feels. And even some days now, because I was used to talking to her, you know, in the morning she might text me before I start the show and I tell me something she saw on TikTok or send me a, a, a picture of it and we would laugh, you know, before the show. Then sometime during the day she would write me and maybe say, you know, we haven't been to Red Lobster in a long time. Let me know when you're free to go. These things play in my mind sometimes. And I miss her. I really do. I really do. That was my first daughter, the very first girl. I had three boys first. Didn't know if I'd ever have a daughter because I wanted seven boys. But I got the daughter. And the Lord saw fit to let her go home and take her rest because she was a minister too. So look. And all of that, God keep me together. He don't let me think too far out. He don't let me get my flesh too deeply involved where I'm just weeping. I can't do nothing for the day. I can't get myself together. Because I know this. I know where she's at. And I know who care she's in. Yeah. So if she's in the care of God, why am I? What? What? I miss her. But this let me know if I keep running this race with patience and I keep obeying God, guess what? We will see each other again. I'm waiting to see my dad, my mom. I got a sister up there. My favorite cousin. Oh, my favorite cousin, Jane. So look, no need for me to go through all this stuff when he's there. He's my portion. A constant friend is he. His eyes are on the sparrows, and I know he's watching over me, but I got to believe this. I got to have faith, trust God, and have the patience to wait on him. And while I'm waiting on him, I'm going to see who else I can help. Get my mind off my stuff, because I put it on the altar and walked away. I put it in the hands of the Lord. And I walked away because he got it and he's going to take care of. Now, we having some doubts. Yeah, you, you, you're going to go back and forth. Oh, no. But if you don't have no doubt in your mind and you really trust God and you believe and you really waiting on him, go help somebody. Because if not, that enemy going to keep showing you that thing and how desperate you need it to change. And, uh, look here. 
I've seen people that had the, the, the sheriff's office had the eviction notice in it in their hand. All right, God bless you, Brother Louis. You and Sherry have a blessed day. I uh see them the sheriff with the eviction papers in their hand coming to evict this family and put their stuff on the curb. The people hadn't packed nothing, moved nothing, did nothing. Went to work every day, children went to school. And they knew eviction was coming. Before they put their feet on these people's property, the, the, the man with the papers in his hand turned around and greeted the other people, the other officers, and said it's been overturned. <laughs> Do you hear me? Right before the day of the operation, they call you that morning and tell you, uh, we looked at these new x-rays. We don't see nothing. Come on in. We want to check again. You go in, they don't see nothing. They don't find nothing. What they said it was is no longer. Why? Faith, patience. I mean, faith, trust, and patience. But you got to mean it. You got to make it be real to you. See, God is real to me. When I'm walking through the house talking to him, when I'm driving my truck talking to him, wherever I'm at, I'm talking to him. When I pray for you, I'm talking to him. I believe he's right there listening. He, he hears everything I say. Because his eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. But we got to make him real. He will reward us if we diligently seek him. Not just with stuff and things. But he'll reward us for spiritual things that we don't understand, spiritual things that we haven't been doing. He will bless us to get it done. I tell myself, I say, look like you're not working on, on, on this thing here. Because I want to work on, uh, anytime somebody tell me something negative about somebody, I want to immediately begin to pray. I, don't, I ain't got to tell them, let's pray. Because they knew to pray, they didn't want to pray. They want to talk about the person. So I just want to begin to pray for the person. Because see what happened a lot of times, and, and especially dealing with unsaved people, people who have not uh, professed nor possessed, we got to be careful with them because we're we going to see them do some stuff. Woo-wee. And the reason being, who, who's keeping them from doing it? They obeying their daddy the devil. See, we have a spirit. And the spirit checks us and it keeps us from doing crazy stuff all the time. The spirit will speak to me and say, Barbara, don't say that. <laughs> Did you hear me? Barbara, don't go that way. He don't speak loud. He don't, don't go that he, he, He's not forceful. He's not forceful at all. He just tell me, don't do this, don't do that. Go this way, go that way. And when I say, Lord, should I, he'll bring me an answer. He'll show it to me. I'm so grateful to have him. Oh, 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 oh y'all don't understand. You don't understand. I'm so thankful to have a true and living God in my life. This God have all power. There's no higher power. I don't have to worry about man. I'm serving the one that got all power. He have the last word, I promise you, this morning on everything. I'm kidding. I done been in, at a job interview, and the man said, well, we don't think we can uh, use your services here, or whatever they tell me. 
And I said, okay, thank you. But before I left home, God said, yeah. Now, that's what he said. He said, yes. They said, no. I said, oh, okay. And I'm headed on home. I might stop and get me a malt or shake or whatever I want, and then I'm headed on home. I get home, the answer machine buzzing. I'm like, what's going on? I pick it up. He said, well, uh, Miss Pittman or Miss Mack, uh, can we uh, have you come back in tomorrow? I found this and this and that out. So we believe in your services needed here. But didn't he just tell me no? This was days ago. This was just a few minutes ago. But God said, yeah. Who's big and bad enough to turn his yes into a no? Where are they? And who's big and bad enough to turn his no into a yes? Where they are? And sometimes God don't give us things. Oh, I want it. I want it. It will not work together for your good. I don't care what it is. It may feel good to you, but it's not good for you. God is not doing it. Mm-mm. Because all things must. You didn't say it might, it could, it should. It must work together for your good. Especially we love him and we are called according to his purpose. I know I had to find it out now. I had to figure it out. It took me a while. But I found out not only did he call me, but he chose me. And he didn't choose me for everything everybody else is doing. He chose me to be an evangelist. He chose me to go into the head, hedges and highways, preach and teach the gospel, and in some cases I'm going to have to compare a man to come to God. Under the bridge, where they're living under the bridge, the homeless people. All kind of preachers under their deacons, evangelists, ushers, under the bridge living because nobody went down to tell them what God said or what God said that they are. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, this morning. We want to get it right with him. We don't want to be fearful of nothing. We want to work on these things in us that we know shouldn't be in them. Give me a clean heart, oh God. And renew the right spirit within me. Father, whatever's in me, it shouldn't be taken out. And Lord, don't let me judge others. Don't let me judge people. Anytime I think, try to think bad on somebody else, remind me of myself, what I've done, who I was, what I've been. Because sometimes we come out the valley, up on the mountaintop, and now we all of that and a bag of donuts. Oh, we all that. No, we're not. Even our righteousness, as Bishop said, even our righteousness is as stiff the rags. We ain't doing nothing big, and we ain't doing God no big favors. It's a privilege and an honor to be used by him. Oh, it's a great miracle and blessing to come to him in the fullness. I used to play church, too. Oh, I was on the usher board, baby. I was ushering him a little, you know, a little cream-colored outfit. with my little, you know, cream-colored gloves on. Oh, I was just all of that. Served, cooked, and served breakfast on first Sunday. And when the pastor would brag how good I cooked, oh, I just passed out in myself. I was so much. Tuesday night, prayer meeting, I'm right there. And I done cooked so everybody get off work. They didn't have to go home, come to the church and eat, and we go off in the prayer. Wednesday, I'm right back over there because I'm in Bible study. 
and he's teaching the word. And I'm hearing it and enjoying it, but not going to live it. Watch yourself, Barbara. Wasn't living it. He preached on Sunday, and before he ended the benediction good, the boyfriend was at the front door in the new Maxima waiting on me to come out to church so we could go do whatever. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. Would smoke weed with my friends and go to church. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about high night. I'm not talking about the same time I smoke the weed. I'm saying I'm smoking the weed all you know whenever I want to, and every time the church door open, I'm in there. Help you, Lord Jesus. You hear me? But in September, around the 29th of 1993, I didn't have a choice. Hey, glory. I didn't have a choice, but I had a well-made-up mind. And if I found out he was real, I wanted to be just as real in him as he was real. Oh, I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there this morning. And so I gave him my heart. I gave him me. And he came in and sucked. And he fixed me from the inside out. He didn't do everything in one day now. But that dirty cussing, I wanted that to go first because I was so afraid I would cuss in front of church people. I'll get to the church and go <laughs> have a conversation uh, with one of the believers and go to cussing. I begged him to take that cussing away from me. And see how he took it. He took it. That was the first thing to go. Then I wanted him to take men. The, the, the laying up with folk I wasn't married to men. Lord, take that away from me. Now, he didn't do it overnight. But I had to keep the desire not to. I had to learn and keep the desire not to. I'm not married to you. I don't have no business giving you nothing. Not too much time unless I'm witnessing to you. And then if I see where you're not taking heed to the witnessing, I'm gone too. Because you, you, you after me, you're not after God. Now, if you after God, we'll walk all day. I can even rock with you all night. But if you're not for God and you for me, I got to go. So long, bye-bye. Yeah. Goodbye to my pain. Yeah, I got to go. But God is faithful. And we don't want to talk about nobody. We want to pray for them. And we don't want to think more ourselves than we ought to. We don't want to judge nobody. That's God's job. The word will do that. We want to show love and kindness. And mean it from your heart. For God is love. And we don't want to love like the world. But we want to love like Jesus. Anybody agree with me this morning? Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open. If you have something this morning you would like to say, please feel free and press that number one and come in. Wait a minute. I know I saw Minister Center over here. Where she went at? I knew I saw you. I saw it. I, I mean, I didn't see the physical, physical, but I know I saw that number in here today. Yes, Lord. And look here. Call me whenever you want to, and we'll give you the recipe. Yeah, for the shepherd's pie without lamb. We're using ground beef. Yeah, we're not using lamb. Yet. Oh, that thing is so good. Yeah, so just call me when you're ready for it, and you know I'll give you the recipe, <laughs> and we'll go from that. Good morning to you, uh, Minister Shonda. God bless you this morning. 
and a good morning to you. Uh, I believe this is, uh, this may be a minister, Minister Patrice. God bless you this morning, and a good morning to you, my God, baby, Laura, Sister Samoa. God bless you this morning. You know, I get happy when I see numbers I haven't seen in a minute, you know, because sometimes people are busy, they working, they uh, taking care of home or whatever, but when I see them numbers come back, it, it excites me real good. And when I see a 904 number, oh, yeah, I'm about to do a flip here, like over the desk. That's my hometown, Jacksonville, or Florida, you know. Good morning to you. Uh, my God, baby, Laura, this morning. God bless you, Laura. Good morning to you, sister Rita in the house this morning. Hey, Rita, girl. <laughs> God bless you. Good morning to you. See y'all. God bless Hey, look, I need them dates. Tell Pastor David to get with you and and give us them dates. Yeah, the best he can, and we'll go from there. If we need to get together on some things, we can do that too. Yeah. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you, Sister Dot. Thank you so much for what you're doing over there in the prayer club and the chats and everywhere, the prayer request club and Jesus in the morning. I thank you so much. Yeah, Sister Irene, God bless you, honey bunny. I thank you so much. I thank you so much for posting in the prayer club every morning. So some mornings I, I, I wake up doing something, and I don't get there early. But I thank God you get over there and you post. God bless you, Pastor David. Uh, I know you enjoyed your song this morning. Good morning to you again, Sister Irene. And uh, I don't see... Uh, yeah, well, call me for that recipe. <laughs> Minister. Minister. Call me for it. Yeah, you know, I like giving out recipes because I know it's good and uh, it's going to taste good. And we thank God for good recipes. Thank God for good cooks. Good morning to you, Sister Jared. God bless you this morning. I kind of miss you and I was going to text you, but I said, no, nah, maybe she's resting this morning. Yeah. So we thank God for all that has been, has been said and done. Thank God for the word today because I believe in my heart everything is going to go down but the word. There's a famine coming in this land, in these, what they call, used to call United States of America. But even when the famine comes, God going to feed his people. Uh-huh. He going to feed you. Don't worry. You're going to have water. I, I can't say you'll have other things, but He's going to take care of your belly. Yeah. And some of us, we need to fast longer. I do. I need to fast much. much I'm talking about I need to fast. <laughs> Not 40 days, but 90 days. <laughs> oh, but you for laughing. I tickle myself. <laughs> but yeah, many of us, we need to fast. So God is going to bless us in the midst of what? the enemy think is going on or he can do to us. Yeah. Because look, when the enemy come in like a flood, then the Lord would raise me up. See, he going he to take me to a standard. He got a standard for me. And he'll hide me in places where the enemy won't even see me. You see, he had to, God had to tell the devil about Job. The devil wasn't, wasn't looking for Job. God asked him what he was doing. He said, we're going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And God asked him, well, have you considered my servant Job? 
That devil said, no, but I will. I mean, one time he did me like to have you considered my servant Barbara. He said, no, but I will. The boy, that devil came in. Woo! All through the grown children, the adult children. When I tell you they was acting a pure donkey, I was like, wait a minute now. I'm going to stay saved, but y'all going to have to not come over here to visit me with the foolishness because I don't want to lay hands on no man suddenly. But y'all about to make me lay hands in here and it ain't going to be God and not, so I need you to go home. Yeah, that devil came. And so I stayed to myself, stayed in prayer. Yeah. And, and, and I was careful when I go and when I come. I was careful. Yeah. Until God finished. Because everything he do through the trial, he's teaching us a valuable lesson. If we go to him and ask him, well, Lord, what lesson you want me to get out of this trial? But we don't do that. We're squirming and worming and praising and to get out the trial. Well, how are you going to know something? How are you going to learn? Yeah. I learned these things I'm teaching you. I learned that he was a burden bearer for real and a head of those shallow. I learned I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me. 57 years old, went on back to school and got a degree. Through Christ Jesus, graduated earlier, gave me favor with the professors and the, oh, Lord, the administration of the school. Yeah. And y'all know I love laughing, so I'm going to find some way to laugh <laughs> and get me some medicine because laughter is like a good medication. Yeah. We don't really have no problem other than staying on track with God and his word. Keep the faith, trust him, have the patience to wait on him. Keep a personal Bible study life at home and a prayer life at home. You're going to be all right. Well, matter of fact, you're already all right in Jesus' name this morning. So we're thankful unto him. Listen, if no one else have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out this morning. And uh, I pray, oh, thank you, Jesus. I pray the Lord bring us back Monday morning. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. I had a wonderful time texting uh, Kane yesterday. <laughs> we texting back and forth. And I got a hold of Willie Brown and uh, told him that she had been to the show. And he confirmed she's a wonderful young lady. But she's got a beautiful spirit about her. God has blessed that woman. And uh, I told her, I said, and tell your mom, Thank you, because she birthed a beautiful jewel, a, a precious a precious jewel. Tell your husband, he got a precious diamond, yeah. And uh, she thought that was just so wonderful. But you see, we just met. We I, I, I haven't known her that long. It looked like I've known her all my life. That's God. In order to obtain friends, one must show himself friendly. And we got to show people love and kindness. It'll draw them to God along with lifting him up. Hallelujah. Let's pray and go to our last song of the morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day. Oh, we thank you for this Friday, this week ending, for all you've done already, what you're doing right now, and Father, what you're going to do. Help us and teach us, Lord, to get up. It's over. Help us to be set free, delivered and set free in you. Lord, help us to stay in your word because you swept the house clean. 
And when the enemy come and to bring all the other enemies back, it won't find us in the same place. But we've moved on in you. Help us all today in the name of Jesus. Yeah, nobody's above nobody. Nobody have more than nobody else. It's all in you. Spiritually, God, it's all in you. So we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. As we depart today, Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. This morning, Father, we ask in our going out that, Lord, you would bless every caller and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, those that stand in the need of finances, healing, whatever it may be today, Lord, we ask that you would move all this weekend in blessings and healings and giving and wants and desires in the name of Jesus. And Father, help us to be a great witness this weekend wherever we go in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah unto you, his majesty. Again, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting April 28th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and uh, after this song, I won't be coming back today. And uh, again, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. All right, I'm going to play it. You know, they try to push me with these songs, but I'm going to get to every request. So we're going to end the show today with this one.
the very end. You are the one who said you fight until the very end. Yeah, no matter how you do who going through your test, yeah. I tell you what, you give me all the stresses off your chest. You want to you want to see, you want to fight, you got to stand. But with God, <laughs> when you don't know like what to do,